feel good? So good. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. And this guy's bringing a plate out on the stage and crap into the plate. You know, I work for Nestle, so I have to mention that. It's a clear connection, furniture and comedy. It so works. Fun. So funny. Uh, hi, I'm Casey Kasem, and I want to eat your brains. <laughs> Tell me, you're not free willing. It's raring to go. You're live on the air. Um, uh, I really want some of that party party mix over there. And that's a problem. I don't like to be around people who, uh, you know, can't, you know, can't even touch their nose with their, uh, you know, with their thumb. Thank you for it. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 do the do. And then do the dentist. It's a little game I like to play. What's going on there? Oh, did you guys hear that? I did. That's not good. I don't like that sound. Heard it and I felt it. I didn't like it. Is that in my... Oh, it's in the cord. Oh, oh. Oh, no. That's... Uh Bad news. Bad news. Oh, boy. Great way to start the show. Hey, kids. Hey. It's Ben with your only option on the internet. I am here at the auditorium as uh, I usually am. Uh, with two lovely guests, and uh, I'm really excited to have both of them here. Uh, it's a lovely uh, summer evening. I think uh, you know we're coming in at the in the uh, uh, 120 degree range uh, for the interior of this uh, abode, mm-hmm. and then out, outdoors. Mm-hmm. Outdoors a little hotter, but uh, it's a lovely evening. Beautiful skies, and I have. Uh, some very lovely guests with me this evening. Uh, I'm going to start over here on my left, uh, Ms. Mallory Denae. How are mm, you this evening? Doing so good. So glad to oh. be on your only option. Mm. It's a wonderful podcast. Oh, I nice. like your work. I like what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means so much <laughs> to me. <laughs> Did you like the pause? Mm-hmm. I liked it too. Uh, and uh, how was your day? Did you have a good day? Oh, uh, it was okay. You know, just work, just mm-hmm. working, work, working, work, work, working. work. Yeah. What kind of, of working are you doing? Uh, I work at a chocolate factory. A chocolate factory. Well. I'm the Oompa Loompa, but very oh, okay. tall. So you're, you're you're not the Willy Wonka. No, I think I'm actually I'm more of the Veruca Salt of the building. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, I'm definitely the bitch of the building. <laughs> Uh, you didn't. You didn't uh, uh, balloon up and turn purple or blue. No, did that's you? Uh, wait. That's violet. Oh, so, oh that's violet. violet. You're yeah. right. That was violet. What, what happens? Like I want it now. Yeah, I just shout that all day. <laughs> is she the, what, what happens to her? Is she the one that gets sucked up? In she the get, she's the, the bad egg. She just and goes down because she's like, Daddy, I want a golden egg now. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it in a long time. That was actually the first book I ever read as a child was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, really? Nice. And I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> wow. I think I've read uh, nine books since then. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm very well read, as you, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. It's, uh, you know, I wish it had prepared me for my job, but really my job is people asking me why I'm not fat. Mm. <laughs> That's what the Chocolate Factory is. And it's, and it's because you don't stuff your face with all the chocolate constantly. Mm-mm. Right, you just have a little bit every mm-hmm. once in a while, little bit like a normal a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a good idea. You're a smart lady. Mm-hmm. You're a smart lady. And uh, over here on my right, uh, he's uh, he's a, a wonderful gentleman. Aww. And, Aww. and uh, he's got a he's got a funny face. I do. I do. <laughs> it's my bread and in butter. The nicest one. <laughs> it's oddly shaped. I'll yeah. give you that. No, 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 it's peculiar. It's, no, funny, funny in a in a charming way. Oh, yeah. like like Matthew McConaughey. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's the way I see it. Funny looking face in a charming way, like yeah. Brad Pitt. We've been like, calling you the or, or like, McConaughey uh, of Asheville. Sure, sure. Right. I'll take that. Or like uh, Paul Rubens. Oh, now you hurt me. <laughs> oh, now no, you hurt no, me. No, no, no. You're right. You are a little more. You're no. McConaughey-ish. I. 
<laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> nice try. Thank you, you. Didn't like that uh, one? you didn't like that one? I liked I, it. I will tell you like I tell my wife when she compliments me. Nice try, uh-huh. babe. Nice try. <laughs> oh, so you're like it. me. You're, you can't take a compliment. I, don't, I, I just I don't know how to... They just make me feel weird. I don't know how to. Yeah, I know. Just I'm like, exactly ah, the same. Uh, it's like because uh, you don't want to be like you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like you're I'm not amazing. wrong. You're not wrong, buddy. I'm the best. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh, I can't handle it. Uh, Clifton Hall is here. I never said your name. That's all. Right. Hey, hey, I'm yeah. sure people understand. They, they knew. They yeah, knew. They know. Real fans. You're on the show. I've been on from time to time. two to three times yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This might be the third. Uh, how was your day? How was your? Uh, oh. Did you work today? I did. I mm-hmm. worked today. Uh, nice little uh, eleven thirty to four thirty mid shift. Nice. The old restaurant. That's a nice. That's a nice slot. It's not a bad slot. Not you get bad. Get the lunch crowd, and you know yep. you do the thing, but you're not you're not up too early, and yeah. you're not out too late. You're not and, stuck there all damn day. Yeah, yeah that's a nice uh, slot. But yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, mm-hmm. Came home. Wife uh, left. She, town oh she just, just left it <laughs> no she, she just left. left she kept complimenting me and i wouldn't take it and she had enough she was uh done. no i she's yeah she's just on a, like a little uh little trip mm-hmm. little business trip thing oh, okay. uh so okay. yeah immediately went home and i just put my shoes wherever the fuck i right went. that's exactly what you took do. them right off in the living room yeah. yeah well see that's the same for me my wife's out of town as well what so it's like uh just like a mess it's a disaster yeah. in the house right now oh yeah but it, i'll clean it up before she oh yeah no yeah. my my apartment will it, by the end of tonight it'll be a mess uh-huh just me and my pets right uh and then by saturday night It'll be spick and span. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's how we do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We mess it up, and then we clean it up. I'm I an like... old maid. I don't have to clean up for anybody. <laughs> ever. <laughs> See? I'm getting you, you an amp the... problem. You it's make bad. The... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're getting but an if, amp problem. If you let it go, the ants will take care of everything. <laughs> They're yes, my they only will. friends yeah. at this point. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling that uh, you might end up with some other friends if you don't clean up eventually. Mm-hmm. Like some like uh, with <laughs> like some rodent friends or oh rodent some... friends. I have, okay for some reason my mind went to I'm just gonna be dead and buried and have worms <laughs> eating me and no, that's I wasn't going the trajectory. That far. I wasn't going that far. <laughs> it is depressing. <clears throat> I for me ants don't don't worry me too much. Like oh. ants are ants are like entry level animal in your house mm-hmm. and that I I don't have a problem with that. They don't eat much. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not dirty animals. They're pretty clean. So I kind of just let them do their thing. Yeah. Then, the, you know, the next level up is, you know, your cockroach yeah. and stuff like that. That's, that's oh, no, where no. I draw the line. Uh, yeah, I want it be that filthy. The ants are just like, aww. And then you just spray the shit out yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. And they just fall over dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, cute little societal insects <laughs> combined yeah. way more than all the humans combined in the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Mm. I read that somewhere. Or maybe, maybe, did we talk about that? I don't know. I've I've heard or read that somewhere. You must have talked about it on another podcast. You've been on other podcasts. No, I was no, no. I just I walked by Mm -hmm. and someone held out a Mm -hmm. microphone and I talked into it. Listen, babe, babe, listen to me, babe. Don't mess around with a podcast. (laughs) Don't do it. I wouldn't. Why would I? It's so good here. I got it so good. I got my own headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No microphone right uh-huh. now. That's right. <laughs> you just remember that. You just remember Sorry, that. Filthy, filthy. You won't. You won't find that anywhere else. Let me tell you. <laughs> no one else is gonna put up with your shit. <laughs> Uh, so guys, uh, we were we're here in this very hot uh, uh, bar here Smart in Lodge. West Asheville. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that's been on my mind. Uh, because I'm a I'm a mess of a human being mm-hmm. is uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 an anxious person. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are familiar with this about me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't come across to you that much, but I'm, uh, I'm I got a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Worry about stuff constantly, constantly worrying about things, people, people a lot. Mm-hmm. Very worried about people and what they think of me. Mm-hmm. And what they can do to ruin my life. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, they are out to get. Me. They yeah. are out to get me. Public enemy number one. And uh, I just wonder, you know, what is uh, what kind of experience do you guys have with anxiety? Is that something that you guys struggle with? Oh, absolutely. Do you, do you, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. This guy seems he like seems he doesn't even chill. know what that means. He seems pretty chill. Uh, I don't even know what y'all talking about, <laughs> man. Uh, no, I do. I uh, growing up, not mm-hmm. uh, from what I can remember, not a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've only ever really 
felt super anxious mm-hmm. uh, about stuff maybe the past couple years, uh, and it's super weird because not some because I, I genuinely worry about. So that's very interesting. Little. So yeah. it's something that has come up recently for mm-hmm. you. And uh, what do you think spurred that on? I think I. <laughs> I want to say it's because I'm getting more mature oh. and realize that I just can't just bebop along through life. Mm. Uh, maybe. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it just Do you feel like you have more responsibilities, more people that are, uh, you know, counting on you? I, I do, but I think I like that. Uh-huh. Uh, I just, I don't know. I've only ever, like, it's only happened a couple times. Where I've had like that that anxious kind of energy, mm-hmm. where I just like I can't sit still, but I don't know what I want. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way to make it stop, and I don't know why I feel that way mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's only happened the past few times. Other than that, I'm usually generally just pretty, pretty chill, pretty chill dude, mm-hmm. pretty chill dude. Well, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, sounds <laughs> nice. And my time here is done. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you later. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, when you were growing up as a kid, you mm-hmm. were pretty, you know, you didn't have a lot of anxiety. You didn't, uh, you know, you're, did you have, uh, were you pretty good in school? Did uh, you have a good no, grades? Or? Horrible student. Not a good student. Really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, just couldn't focus, couldn't, couldn't pay attention to mm-hmm. something if it bored me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought school was stupid. Right. Uh, I still stand by that. Mm-hmm. Um, Are kids listening? God, I hope so. Someone's got to warn them. Um, you'll never use math. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think there's anybody listening at this point. No. So. Uh, I'm Technically, t- not at all, because at, we're recording this yeah. ahead of time. Maybe people here in the bar. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. That's it. That's all I can think They're of. pretty focused on that popcorn. Uh, they really are. They all love that popcorn. Um, mm. No, as a kid, I don't think... Uh, as a kid, I think I, I think I, actually, I think as a kid, I did worry uh, uh, about a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. just kind of like familial mm-hmm. uh, type stuff, a lot of weird, kind of two adult situations for for a kid probably, mm-hmm. and so I think the, I think my my fallback was just joking about stuff mm-hmm. and 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 making people laugh mm-hmm. and trying to be funny and goofy, uh, and then that was just kind of my way of. Helping deal with situations mm-hmm. as much as I could, uh, but I just don't think I ever let anything uh, affect me genuinely. Yeah. But the problem with that is I also would have trouble like maintaining relationships or like caring about people. Uh-huh. Like it's hard for me mm-hmm. to really genuinely. So you're like, like a sociopath. I don't know. I'm a, maybe I don't know. Like one of the good ones. Yeah, sure. No, no. I understand what you mean. You, you don't want to get too close because you don't want to get hurt. I don't want to yeah. get burnt, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get burnt. Again. Did you? Did you have some experiences like that? Did you have trouble with like uh, bullies or anything like that? Where uh, people bully you? I, not, not really bullies. Um, I think it was more so like family, like like my dad not being there, oh, and then my yeah. mom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. dealing with her shit. Uh, a lot and that to deal with that, that fallen on my mm-hmm. lap a lot of times mm-hmm. as a kid too. So. Were you the oldest or the youngest? The or? only. You were the only. Mm-hmm. You were the only. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I think I think maybe what it was is like I'd go to school and people would be like, "Oh, there's a test." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Have you ever been so depressed you stay in bed for two days?" This <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. is fourth grade. Yeah. Like, all right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Real life, Jerry. Deal. Now. Uh, so I don't know, and maybe maybe that's why. Well, I mean that seems uh, applicable Could in be. this particular case. Yeah. You know, we have anxieties as a kid, and we don't know how to express them yeah. in, a, in a way we don't have it. We don't know how to tell people how we're feeling or yeah. why we're feeling mm-hmm. the way we do. So it's tougher when you're a kid in that way, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just sort of carry that along. It sort of becomes like muscle memory, yeah. kind of thing. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah. That's my thing. I take very mm-hmm. few things very, very serious. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. But an anxiety attack is the worst. It is. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. It is. Mm-hmm. I know how. I know how not to lighten it, but like, I, or make light of it. But like now, I know how my dog feels every time it thunders. No, oh, yeah. he just shakes. Yeah, and he freaks out, and he won't sit down, and he just pants. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw him do that, I was like, "Come on, just chill the fuck out, dude." But then I had like an anxiety attack, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, someone put a thunder shirt on me!" Like I yeah, can't. Right. I don't. Right. Ah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so how are you, how are you uh, how are you managing it at this point? Uh, 
Really, honestly, like that just went away. Uh, really, uh, it just yeah, like uh, like I, you're in a, you're in a sort of a, a a good zone right now. I'm in a good zone. I'll get super anxious and antsy, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's the same thing, but I, I start to kind of feel that same way. And like usually, like my wife can tell. Is uh, it kind of fidgety, or is it? Uh, it'll be like fidgety, and then I'm just like up, and I'm moving around, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, and mm-hmm. I don't know. And she's like, "Do you just?" Mm-hmm. Need to get out. You just need to go mm-hmm. get out of the house, maybe, and, and just do something. So I usually go do something like golf or, or smoke, something to smoke, relax you, and then go watch a movie. Or yeah, that sounds yeah good. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's usually my I watch go-to. I watch a lot of TV. That's my thing. That's good. Lots of TV. Just lots of watch it. Did you guys watch Stranger Things? I haven't what seen it yet. What is that? I seen it yet? It's so good. It's on Netflix, right? I don't yeah. have the don't internet. Have it. oh, no. It's just me and my ants. That's my entertainment. That's why I can't kill them. I gotta watch them. No. Even, even the ants are like, "Are you fucking kidding me? No Wi-Fi in here? What? Why are we even? Why are we even in here, Daryl?" I'm just picturing them with their little, uh, with their little iPhones, tiny little. their tiny little iPhones, oh. trying to surf the web, and they're like, "What? I gotta use minutes? Uh. I gotta use data? Uh. Come on!" <laughs> They got screwed. Uh, <laughs> Thought I was grandfathered into unlimited ant data. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. Uh, so, Mallory, uh, oh, your experience mm. with uh, with anxiety. Is oh, yeah. You, I, I feel like that's something you have some familiarity with. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could talk about this for fucking ever. I'm trying to... Well, we got like... like, uh, like how real am I going to get? I don't know. We got total. Oh, so. dang. <laughs> So who wants to hear my Yeah, I just story. I want to hear the whole I, do. I want uh, to hear all of it. No, you don't. I want to hear the whole uh, thing. <laughs> um yeah, I I struggle with anxiety a lot. I am in a really good place with it after working through it uh forever. Good. <laughs> um what kind of happened was I've always dealt with very crippling depression mm-hmm. uh ever since I can remember um just like childhood and up and uh so it took a while for me to understand that I had anxiety as well. Because uh-huh. uh, there just came a point where depression was, like, comfortable. I just, mm-hmm. like, became emo, and it was just mm-hmm. like, cool, I like to be sad. I can do that. Um, and then it was kind of hard to detect anxiety because I would see people who would have anxiety around me. I, I felt like they were different than I was. So I was like, that's not what I have because they would just kind of... Uh, a very visibly freak out mm-hmm. and uh, I think that I understand it now now that I understand I've struggled with anxiety but I think it's uh, I've tried to like hide it as much as I can I guess mm-hmm. uh, yeah do you feel like uh, the anxiety um, is brought on by the depression or do you think it's sort of just a, a, a uh, do you think it's more of a cause because for me actually my anxiety brings on depression mm-hmm. as opposed to depression bringing on anxiety. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Um, not really sure. I Is it something that you've sort of had to, had to sort of deal with at different times? Like sometimes it's anxiety, sometimes right. it's depression. I want to say that was very depressed for a long time and then eventually started seeing like okay i'm very depressed and should get out of this Mm -hmm. like slowly but surely and so i had an understanding of that and then i feel like the anxiety would come of like oh no i'm slipping back into depression Mm. or anxiety mostly came from getting out of depression and trying to actively be around people and like be in society i Uh guess and uh, then the anxiety is like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Uh, because in a lot of ways, I feel like uh, anxiety comes from feeling uh, like I'm way behind in learning these social right. skills. Yeah. So like you've you've sort of uh, because of because of your past experience, you sort of feel a little delayed and sort of your yeah social very delayed because you know you look around you and things are very easy for people mm-hmm. or seemingly. Everyone has their own troubles, but, you know, if you have such bad anxiety, you're like, it is pretty clear that everyone around you, it's, uh, they don't think twice about interacting in some ways. Like, uh, I used to just be pretty 
antisocial, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of like closed in all the time. And then if there was any sort of social gathering or party, it was like, who's going to be there? Mm-hmm. Where is this? Mm-hmm. Like, and nobody else would do that. They're like, what the fuck does right. it matter? Just show right. up. Things like that, where it's very obvious that right. people don't have to go through this entire process just to feel safe and okay mm-hmm. for like normal yeah. situations. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, like it's actually pretty amazing. To, like where I'm at now, I feel like I've struggled with it for years, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be in this place of um, just like working through it. And it's uh, it's amazing that I even do stand up and I I'm constantly thinking about holy shit how am I even doing this right because like not too long ago I was like in my apartment alone and didn't talk to anybody mm-hmm. and so it's hard because it's hard to say like oh it's a choice because like it, it's not as easy as that um for me it just took many years of working towards right because it's not it, just it's not just feeling depressed or feeling bad it's like there's a, a chemical reaction going on. There's a yeah. hormonal mm-hmm. reaction going on in your brain that that is sort of controlling the you know and sort of feeding itself. And so you yeah. have to overcome that. You know, you have to physically work beyond. Yeah, that. and uh, like I personally didn't ever want to take drugs, even though mm-hmm. it, it could have definitely <laughs> been taken by me uh-huh. in my states of being. Um, but I feel like at a young age, at a young age, around 18 is when I went to therapy. Who cares about this? Uh-huh. Whoever's listening, who gives a We're shit? We're listening. Uh, all right. You guys that's care. Why, yeah. That's why uh, I asked the Hopefully this helps some anxious motherfucker. That's why I asked the question. Come on. I wouldn't have asked if I didn't want to know. <laughs> so first started doing therapy around 18 and felt lucky that I had uh, a therapist who was very helpful, but wasn't quick to say, like, here, just take these pills. Mm, yeah. And so kind of from then on, I had this idea of like, okay, I'm struggling, but like, how do I deal with it? And then kind of based my life for the past like 10 years, you have to just create a lifestyle of like, what is good for you? What makes you feel okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, different therapy, different like physical things, different interests. Like uh, it just kind of became in the forefront of my mind of like, what can I keep doing to feel okay? And it's... Yeah. You know, highs and lows, and well, good. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's a really positive way. Like I, for me, with my anxiety, I started out treating it with medication, mm-hmm. and what happens? What happened for me was it really helped a lot at the beginning, and then eventually you sort of hit a wall, where where you sort of, I I sort of feel sort of like I have a, a deadness to the world, like I don't have you know any emotional connection or yeah. the, uh, have a less emotional connection to things than I used to uh, when I was not on the medication. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really weird feeling to have. But once you're on it, it's really hard to sort of extract yourself from that because, mm-hmm. you know, the, all that stuff can sort of flood back, you know, and, and you don't really have as much control over it. So it's, it's better if you can, at least in my experience, it's better if you can to, you know, Start with the therapy, and then if it if it needs to happen, yeah, you know, right. there's nothing wrong with taking the medication. No, not at all. And, and, and it and it can help a lot of people, but you really need to like because I got I got it uh, prescribed by my you know my my medical doctor, mm-hmm. and you know what it, and not what a therapist, real, not a therapist, yeah. Um. So what does he know right. about it? Right, it, it um, but it's it's kind of like now. Now I go to therapy and everything, and that's great, but it would be really hard for me to get off the medication right. uh, because it might send me into it. Oh, spread, and yeah, know? I yeah. totally get that for sure. So I am still on it. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see, but, uh, but uh, it's, very, it's very good to know that, that you know, you've, you've, uh, you're, you're in a good place now and that mm-hmm. you, are, you are working towards, a, towards positive outcomes yeah yeah and yeah just uh i totally uh i don't i i think whatever somebody needs is right for them so that is medication or not and i think i think i'm very lucky to i think sometimes i'm like i wish i had just taken it instead of Mm -hmm. doing this like long way around thing like i don't think there's anything wrong with it it's just something 
I didn't feel was right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the I think w- with both taking medication or not, if you have anxiety and depression, like uh, just like building those tools to feel okay, like those are something. Uh, like resilience training is something mm-hmm. I like the idea of. Just the thought of resilience is doesn't mean you're not going to slip back into anxiety but it it'll happen less often and hopefully you build these tools so that when you have those panic attacks and it's like the dog and the lightning you're like Mm -hmm. all right like i have like these tools like ready to go and for Mm -hmm. me it's just kind of training and so it's interesting because i feel like it's just kind of normal to me i probably have more anxiety than i even think or than people around me know but it's just so quick for me to be like all right i'm feeling anxious I'm going to do these things to, like, feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. That's very positive, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's helpful to people to, to hear, you know, those kind of, that that, that there is uh, things you can do to, to help help yourself as well as get help from other places. As mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I mean, what's disheartening for me is to just see, I know so many other people who struggle with it, and uh, it's one of the worst things is not the anxiety itself, but thinking that there's something wrong with you and that you're not going to be okay again. And so it's just, uh, the shame around it is, is disheartening. So I really do Mm -hmm. like to be open about it. I mean, I feel like I do try to kind of bring that into stand up or any writing that I do. Cause I'm very, I very strongly feel like you're not alone. Like we feel this way and like, you're not broken or wrong. Like, this sucks and there's like tools to get out of it right right wonderful thank you so much for sharing that Mm -hmm. that's really nice thank you both for sharing your experiences with anxiety yeah it's uh i I think i think it's helpful because you know in the comedy community i think depression and anxiety are you know yeah giants (laughs) they're calling it fuel for a lot of what we do it is is. and it's it's weird because you know you you are out there in the real world you know working your day jobs or whatever Mm -hmm. and and you come into contact with people who don't really understand it but i i feel like in this community where i am you know with comedians and stuff like they get where we're coming from right you know as opposed to like when i go into work and i talk to my boss and she's like yeah. What? Right. Why are you? Th- why are you feeling anxious? I think. Do you think that's part of why? Like it. Like w- if you're hanging around a group of comedians, mm-hmm. like it, we'll get like very dark. Oh yeah. Very quick, and we will laugh at the the worst stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> and but like I can't talk like that. Like I can't talk no. the same way I talk with like you guys when the microphones aren't on. It, to like people that I work with. No. Or like Mm-mm. you know even you know people that I've known forever because right. it's just like that they're like dude are you, why would you why oh would my you, god you yeah say that but and I think do you think that like I I feel like not to necessarily like you know like my tribe but like mm-hmm. I'm much more comfortable around other comedians even when I don't know right all of them right because right. you you when at it, least have this connection of of uh comedy is that there's like an under undercurrent of darkness yeah that permeates the entire community it's like it doesn't matter who you come yeah you walk into a room of comedians and you're like oh i know for a fact i am not the only broke person and that creates a lot of anxiety but then but like at the same like when i first moved here like it's it's i hate going out where i don't know people because it's like i also hate being that guy who's just kind of sitting by himself because then I'll get in my head and right. be like, people are, fuck's wrong with that guy? Is he on some sort of registry? Why is he sitting there by himself? Oh, How come no one wants to be his friend? But in, in reality, no one's fucking paying attention. Right, no one cares. But like coming to the open mics when I first moved to Asheville, uh, as fucking awkward and weird as it was just sitting there, like kind of by myself mm-hmm. on my phone, mm-hmm. just scribbling, uh, you know, thinking about my dumb jokes or whatever, it was mm-hmm. still much more comfortable than if I had just gone to like a bar. And right. just sat alone at the bar or right. mm-hmm. just Absolutely. gone in a restaurant by myself, whatever. Because uh, I, I knew immediately, I'm like, yeah, these are people that, I mean, I could say something horrible off the wall and they wouldn't necessarily, I mean, they might judge me, but they'd also just, it'd just be more so that, who's that fucking oh, weird dude who's been here two weeks? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. No, there's tons of judgment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. In but the healthiest way possible. Yeah, of course. It's a healthy judgment. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is fascinating. Because, uh, yeah, I did realize, like, you bring up... I feel like I'm comfortable kind of talking about it with most people, but I do feel like, oh, I know that we're all comedians, so, yeah, it's pretty easy to talk about this, and we'll all get it. It's, like, funny that that's understood, mm-hmm. whereas you definitely edit yourself more when you're around yeah. other people. Right. and uh, Civilians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> muggles. Goddamn muggles. muggles. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think about this all the time, though, that I think people, there's kind of an understanding that comedians are neurotic, but uh, I think for the most part, people come to see comedy and they don't realize that, like, we are very dark and mm-hmm. anxiety ridden. And that's like, uh, I mean, that's what gives us our material. And I know right. I find a lot of difficulty of like, Oh, great. Like, this is a venue to... Like, I feel like once I got over anxiety, I was like, cool. Like, comedy helped me get over that and, like, be in a community of comedians and, like, do that and try to help people with comedy by talking about it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I still struggle so much with people... Because it is the muggles in the crowd. They're like, oh, like, I just want to hear Jim Gaffigan talk about bacon. Like, what is this about anxiety? Well, but that's the thing about it is I I think even when you're even when you're talking to the muggles, their their reaction, their reaction to it is partially because they're facing up to something that they haven't really faced yeah, before. Right. Like they're, yeah. they, they probably have anxiety and, and depression too, but they don't know how to, mm-hmm. they don't know how to articulate it. And we're articulating their feelings up there and it's mm-hmm. making them uncomfortable. Right. Right. You know, so I that, mean, that's going to happen too. I feel like even some of the most darkest, you know, like most uncomfortable stand up, like, you know, there's at least a couple people not answer. Like I can fucking, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've thought about fucking sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> about <laughs> what? <laughs> fucking sandwiches. That's not. Oh. I don't know if anybody has a joke about fucking sandwiches. Uh, what yeah. kind of sandwich? If are we not dibs. About? Um, <laughs> I mean, if I were gonna fuck a sandwich, yeah. Uh, chicken salad. Chicken oh. salad. That sounds. That I was gonna sounds say nice. you seem like a a rye pastrami and rye guy. I you thought I was a pastrami and rye guy. I don't know. Thank I don't. You. I was thinking uh, more. <laughs> I was going Does more that build up your masculinity? It, you? <laughs> Shit. I was going more pimento cheese. Oh, you the- son of... <laughs> damn it, Ben. You are tearing me down tonight. I'm more of a burrito person, so... You're more of a what? Burrito person. A burrito so. person. Well, that that makes... Are we talking about fucking food? Yeah, we're talking about fucking food, yeah. Fuck, I'd fuck a that's, burrito. That's, that's cool. like hey, a... microphone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the microphone's the one being the uh, most out line here. I'm going to have to buy new cables. Okay, guys. <laughs> well, uh, I think this is a good time for us to take a quick break, mm-hmm. and we can come back and uh, have a little more chat and maybe play a stupid game and, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, keep it moving right along. What do you think? I love yeah. it. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back! With your only option on the internet. Uh, I am looking through my list of games. Of course, I'm here with Mallory Denae and Cliff and Hall, and we're, uh, I'm, l- I'm looking through my list of movie titles because uh, we're going to play the movie game mm-hmm. where we describe a movie based solely on the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a list of uh, made-up movie titles here, and I'm going to start over here with Mallory. I'm going to give her a movie title, and she's going to tell so me. So these this. these are made up. These are made up movie titles. Okay. <laughs> not these are not real movie titles. I, sometimes I use real ones. Sometimes I use fake ones. Uh, but I made up a bunch of uh, real movie titles. So, mm-hmm. so and I'm explaining the movie, and you're going to tell me what okay. this what these movies are. Okay. So this one, uh, I'm going to say it's from 1990. Mm. It's called The Willow Tree. Mm. The Willow Tree. What is this movie about? In a world. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, no, I have watched that movie countless times uh, while I've been... One of your favorites? It's one of my favorites while I've been stuck inside uh, battling depression and anxiety. (laughs) Uh, I would kind of switch between Girl Interrupted and then... The Willow Tree. The Willow Tree. Mm -hmm. Um... It is uh, It is just this girl who 
Uh, she feels wronged by the world, mm, and course. she's different. She's like a she's a very unique soul, mm-hmm. and people don't really get her. And uh, her name is Chartreuse. <laughs> she never had a chance. Sure. She never had a chance. She didn't have a chance. Uh, her parents were pieces of shit. This mm-hmm. is also why she's right, struggling. Right. So she garbage people. They're garbage people, mm-hmm. and Chartreuse just. She had a bad start, and because of her depression and anxiety, people just didn't get her. They're like, I don't see why you just can't come to the party. Yeah. What yeah. doesn't matter who's going to be on there? Come on out. Everybody's going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. We're yeah. going to have a great time. And she's like, I don't, I can't do it. Uh-huh. And they just, they just shat all over her. <sighs> mm. So every day she would walk to the willow tree mm. and just sit under it. Mm. And By the creek. By the creek, mm-hmm. and she would just cry mm. until she had no more tears. Mm. All mm-hmm. the tears went into the willow tree, oh. and talking. she died. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> that was a, that one caught me off guard. I, I know. Was, she died, yeah. and uh, nobody came to look for her because they right. didn't give a oh. shit about chartreuse. Oh. So her yeah. body and her bones just went into the soil of the tree, mm-hmm. and that. Is why it's called the Weeping Willow oh Tree. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Question. Wow. Did she mm-hmm. die of dehydration? Because she <laughs> cried yeah, so and cried she, all of her tears out. I forgot this, but she she just had a handle of vodka. <laughs> so she drank <laughs> oh, okay. the vodka and cried so much. Oh, it was see. dehydration. Right. You nailed That's it. Right. You nailed it. Right. So whoever wants... To come over, except don't come over because I, I have like anxiety. Like, just <laughs> rent the movie. I, feel like I don't have the internet also. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. You can't, she can't watch it there. Do you have it on VHS? Is that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. An old VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you watch this all the time. <laughs> all the time. Oh, yeah. Girl Interrupted. Willow Tree. Willow Tree. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Wow. And chain smoking in between. Yes, of course, of course, because what else are you supposed to do (laughs) with that movie? Yeah. Well, that, that, that sounds like a very, uh, a very high, high, highly rated, like, art, artsy film. Very art house. Very artsy. Even the artiest artist couldn't even take it, you know? Couldn't even deal with it. I feel like part of it is black and white. Yeah, just, just like. And the other part, just like. uh, It's like a quarter mm -hmm. of it. Okay. With her background her past mm-hmm. and then flash forward and then so like act one her background act two is uh her her uh you know trying to relate mm-hmm. trying to fit in kind of mm-hmm. making inroads mm-hmm. and then act three is her just uh dehydrating just sitting under a tree, under tree. <laughs> tree. that's actually that, 45 minutes i was gonna say that part real time Real time. It is real time. That's right. Oh, it's like that. What was that? uh, The the one. The David Linklater. Is it Linklater? Not David. Uh, Richard. uh, Richard Linklater. The boy. Yeah. Boyhood? Uh, Boyhood. Yeah. Boyhood. Yeah. That's not the one I was thinking of. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. No, No, I was thinking the one where the the kid goes on the hike and then he ends up out in the wilderness and dies in a bus. Oh, uh, Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Oh. Mm -hmm. That's a good. Yeah, it's like that. Anyway, uh, that I uh, thank you very much for sharing mm-hmm. that. That was a that's a that's a great recommendation. I'm going to put Sounds that on my good. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. it in uh, the queue. feed. In put the it queue. in the queue. What's in the word? Queue. I don't know. It's a queue. queue. You don't know. You I'm don't have the internet. Put it in the feed, man. You don't have an, have the internet. So why would you know that? <laughs> You're just like the rest of society that doesn't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. I am sheeple. All right, uh, Clifton. Uh, This is your title. All right. Uh, Are you ready for this? This one's called, uh, this is from 1977. Oh, man. Great year. It's called 10 Times 2. Ooh. 10 Times 2. 10 Times 2. 10 Times 2. This. This is one of my favorite movies. Let me tell you why. Okay. It starts off rom com. Mm-hmm. Ends tragedy. Wow! Turns back into rom com. Really? So it's not a tragic romantic. Thing. So there's it's a tragedy in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Middle end, and, and then you think they're end, not going to bounce back from that. Yeah. Ten times. Okay. Ten times two. Ten times two. 
so there's this guy, mm-hmm. and he has a wife. Mm. They're both very virile, fertile people. <laughs> virile? <laughs> They're feral? Feral? Vi- no, no, viral. Viral. Okay, viral. I thought you said f- okay, fertile. Okay, fertile. that was the Fer- oh, fertile. I thought you said yes. feral. They're, they're feral people. <laughs> they were both. No, actually, you are right, Ben. They're, oh, okay. they're both feral. <laughs> uh, and what happens, is, and here's the thing, a lot of people draw like a line between this uh-huh. and Tarzan uh-huh. and Eight is Enough. For the Tarzan didn't do very well. Did way, not. Watched it. Didn't watched well. it. Not good? It was, it, was, it was just like it was always right there on the cusp of it. Mm. But it just, there was something missing. Didn't no heart. You no just heart. can't beat George of the Jungle, though, with uh, Brendan Fraser. No, you can't beat that. Because <laughs> he got it. Mm-hmm. He, he nailed it. it. Yeah. Is yeah. anybody going to tackle? But please, I'm oh, dying to sorry, know about these feral so fertile it's people. This, it's <laughs> a very yeah, fertile, very feral, <laughs> virile couple. Uh, and the 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 funny rom com part of is is they meet in the woods. Uh-huh. They weren't raised together. They were, they were raised by separate packs of wolves. Okay. Oh, so okay. he's out, you know. Sniffing around one day, mm-hmm. he sees her sniffing around, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Finally, one that looks like me." Mm-hmm. And so he go, and they do the thing; they sniff each other, circle each other mm-hmm. for a little bit, and that's part of the the comedy mm-hmm. and romance. <laughs> and you know, he keeps Courtship. peeing on a tree, and then she's like, "All right," and then she pees on top of his pee, <laughs> and they just do this for a little bit, right? right. Like dogs do, like yeah, wolves that's do. What they do. That's you what know? they do. Uh, and then they both, you know, they're like. In their in their wolf language, they're like, "We should meet up again here." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I don't know. My dad's really possessive. <laughs> He's he doesn't want me to date. Pretty serious until I'm thirty in dog years. Ooh. And at that time, she was well into her thirties and yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. But they come back. Uh, he tells his wolf brothers about it. They're like, "That sounds awesome. Is she hot? You guys fool around? Mm-hmm. What her butt smell like? Stuff like that." And then she goes to her family, and her dad's like, wait, from that other pack? Not on my watch. Ah. I don't think so. This is where it gets really complicated. It's like a Romeo and Juliet situation. It's a very much Romeo and Juliet situation, but with people who can't talk Uh and act like animals. Right. The one thing I always thought that story was missing. I agree. To be honest. So they they end up eloping. She has a litter. Okay, um, so they elope. Where did they go to the elope? They went to another, from what I understand, and they don't really get into detail in the movie, uh-huh. uh, a wolf has a range, a pack, has mm-hmm. a range of about 150 miles. Mm-hmm. The, but there's this little sweet spot that all the wolves thought was haunted because mm. there were a bunch of lights mm-hmm. and loud noises. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's a city. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's a city. And they, they go to that city. It's more of a little town. Uh-huh. This is in Alaska, by the way. Gotcha. Um, and they show up there, and there's a guy who studies wolves. Mm. And at first, some people are like, ugh, there's this disgusting homeless couple <laughs> just living in the park. And then he realizes, wait, they're acting like wolves. Maybe they're wolf people. Wolf people. So and he, he recognizes so he, their... He sees the signs. Uh-huh. And so he befriends them with treats, uh-huh. stuff like that. <laughs> He gets to Some where biscuits. they they trust him with their litter. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. And by this time, she, they just keep going. This, mm-hmm. You know, it takes a while to get 150 miles to another city right, right. from another wolf's domain. By this time, they've got 10, exactly 10 children. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And That is a long time, though. It, you mean, said litter. Did she have these 10 children at once? She had five and five. <laughs> okay. So she... Uh, well, it was, it was like six and seven. That's rough. She, she lost okay. some. Okay. I don't want to get into that. Okay. Um, so five and five, they've got exactly ten. They get to the city. The mm-hmm. guy, he starts to kind of domesticate them a little bit. Mm. And they start thinking like, oh, this, you know what? These tall, upright walking people that look like us aren't so bad. They start to integrate themselves mm-hmm. into the town, uh, the community. But mm-hmm. there's one guy who just doesn't like them because they're right. different. Right, because the, cause the guy trust him. The guy beat him in a foot race one day. Uh huh. And the guy, he, the guy was the fastest guy in town. He's so a track he star. Track he was star. he was an Alaskan track star. <laughs> and so he so he ends up sabotaging. The, he sets some traps. Oh, yeah. 
and like bear traps? Like well, wolf traps. Wolf traps. They're like bear traps, but smaller. Uh, mm-hmm. Serious. Yeah. And so what happens is the wife is out one day. She just decides to she cuts loose. She takes mm-hmm. her clothes off. She starts running around like a wolf. She gets stuck in one of these traps. Man. <gasps> she dies. Oh. She dies. No. No. Yeah. Guess who finds her? Her husband. Oh, no. Five of her children. <gasps> oh, my God. They drag her home. Uh-huh. And the, the dad is just devastated. But of the trap's course. still stuck on her. <sighs> so the dad, the guy put the guy who set the trap put his mm-hmm. name on it. Because mm-hmm. you, you don't want to lose. Those things are expensive, right. I think. Right. Yeah. So he goes, he takes, <laughs> he goes, he turns, he goes full wolf on the guy, bites his freaking neck out. Ooh. And everyone's like, now we got to put him down. But then the guy, the, the doctor who saved him, ended up, there was like this big town hall meeting. It was mm-hmm. like a, a trial. It's very To Kill a Mockingbird-esque right mm-hmm. there at the end. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of reason and logic and thought. And finally the town says, let him go. We're glad he killed that guy. Nobody liked him as fast as he was anyway. So <laughs> he gets off Scott clean. And mm-hmm. so he's just, uh, he's just trying to raise... Ten kids, ten pups, ten pups all mm-hmm. by himself, and he can't. And he can't. Mm-hmm. But one day, at a diner, he's digging around the back in the garbage, and he runs into this new girl mm-hmm. who just came into town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out, she loves dogs. Ah. Long story short, he loves her. Mm-hmm. Turns out, the reason that they were having so many babies is because of him. Because when you spend that much time... Uh-huh. On all fours, uh-huh. your your semen gets super strong, and they they just allude to it in the movie because okay. this is seventies. Right. Yeah. They couldn't just come out and say right, but it super turns semen. out yeah, super semen. Uh, and so Ooh. he has ten more kids with her. Wow, twenty kids, twenty kids total. Ten What's that? Times ten, ten times two. two. And coincidentally, and this is like a fun little thing that not everybody Man, picks it up. Bro, not everybody oh picks God. it up, so but. Good. One of the first things that the doctor teaches him and his wife is the equation of 10 times 2 equals 20. Uh, and then he comes full in. Full circle. Full circle. Man. It wasn't too soon that he left his wife and fell in love with her. In wolf years? No. Mm-hmm. I no, mean, it's she'd like, been dead it's like a year. 12, it's like nine years yeah. to a wolf, right? Or right. seven years. Seven mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. Wow. I time. feel like I feel like I've seen that movie. I just you probably you probably been flipping I through shed and saw it a couple mm-hmm. tears. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones if you fall asleep at the beginning of it and you wake up and it's still on, mm-hmm. you don't know what the fuck's going on. Like yeah. you do, you're like, did someone change the channel? A lot of things change over the. Why is that, that same film? actor got a haircut now? Yeah. Stuff right. like that. No kidding. Whew. Mm. That was a that was a real uh, a real uh, uh, journey. Changer. Yeah, took us on. yeah. Real journey. Took mean, us on there. You know, I'm just. It's just one of those movies that touches yeah, you. It that changes you. Does. Well, guys, that was great. You guys did an awesome job with our movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I can't pick a winner. I cannot pick a winner. Oh, so both pretty pretty I'm a sucker things. for the rom com, so but I know what I'm choosing. You, you, you're like a, good a girl with a handle of vodka. So <laughs> <laughs> it was right. about me, excited <laughs> so I, think, I don't know. I think I think we tied. I think we tied tonight. I, I will, think we really I, I will graciously tie with Mountain. She's one <laughs> of my one of my favorites. So Absolutely. yeah. Um, all right. Well, she's one of my favorites too, and so are you. Oh, thanks, uh, man. Oh. Do you guys have anything you want to plug or anything you want to? Oh, yes. Let me plug. <laughs> plug it up. Pl- pl- uh, there will be two free showcases of stand-up comedy at the Social Lounge, mm-hmm. which is in East Asheville off of Tunnel Road. Uh, there's going to be an early show and a late show. I will be on the early show. It uh, might be one of my last showcases before I move away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Lots of good comics. Uh Nori Hines is headlining the first show, and uh, Tom Peters will be doing headlining the second late show. So it'll cool. be really good. Yeah. And you can get food and shit. Yeah, that's just down the street from my house. Oh, yeah, no. I live near that too. East Asheville. Mm-hmm. This is the new West Asheville, that's except right. it's not because it's not just yet. Alan's Pawn mm-hmm. and Jewelry <laughs> and an Ingalls. But I like it. Yeah. What more do you need? 
Yeah, what else? <laughs> what else is there? Reasonable Do a little pun. There's a play yeah. against sports too. Oh yeah, you're right. I've been yeah. in a play against sports. Mm-hmm. They have sporting goods. There, I dude. actually, I gotta say, I love that Ingles, so I don't have to go to fucking Earth Fair. It's a good Ingles. It. It's good Ingles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got they got Whole Foods over there too. Mm-hmm. But you should avoid that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not good. Not a good company. That's anyway, no, no, I'm no. just. I'm I'm putting my toe. I'm, I'm just going out there and saying it so I to make sure I don't get a uh, uh, sponsorship from. Good thinking. Good thinking. Don't want to. You want to deal with that shit? Nah, I don't want to deal with it. Uh, Clifton, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, this this Saturday, the thirtieth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The improv troupe I'm in, Blacklist, uh-huh. uh, will be performing at Trade and Lore. Coffee on mm-hmm. uh, Wall Street right. in downtown Asheville, thirty-seven Wall Street for your GPS, um, and it's a, a thing. This the little little improv school thing I'm I'm doing. The Asheville Improv Collective. We're going to start putting on shows there every Saturday night. Cool. Uh, doors are at eight. Shows start at eight thirty, and it'll be kind of a mix up of local talent, local improv troops, and then out of town improv troops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just want to build up, uh, you know, a little fan base for improv and have some consistency. Nice. So uh, nice. this Saturday, the 30th, is the first show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there will be uh, plenty more happening uh, at Trade It Lord. At the Exchange is the, the name of the stage. Right, so, right. Uh, yeah, I'll be doing, uh, doing stuff there pretty much every Saturday. Very nice. good. It's a beautiful space. You it's built really, that stage, nice. right? I, I helped build you that helped stage. You helped build it. It's a beautiful I, yeah. stage. Thank I you. really love That's it. Nice. Thank you. It's a nice, uh, nice place. It's a gorgeous, enjoyable, gorgeous spot. comfortable place to perform and to yeah. enjoy mm-hmm. some performance. It's all, it's all we were going for. Very nice. <laughs> well, thank you again, guys. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank and you. Was, uh, and I really feel like you guys uh, opened up to me mm-hmm. and to our audience and I really appreciate you doing that because it, maybe it'll even help somebody. You know? Yeah, I really appreciate, like, you know, a serious topic, sure. throwing in some comedy in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, we'll be back next week with uh, some more stuff. So please tune in, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. What are you going to have for lunch? I'm going to have two soups.